On today's Sports and Rec, we preview the NFL Conference Championship games and debate the NBA All-Star starters. Hope you enjoy the pod. Welcome to Sports and Rec. I'm Anthony Restivo alongside Casey McGarvey. Today is Friday, January 27th. Do you want to gloat now about my Cowboys being out or do you want me to just? I just want to listen. I just want to listen. That's all I'm here to do. Because It wasn't a great game to watch. Um, kind of both offenses didn't do too much. You, you, got what, you got half of what you wanted. It's what we needed. You got what you needed. We had the Purdy iffy performance. It wasn't a bad performance, but it was his most rocky, you know, shaky performance of so far. Um, so we had that. They only put up 19 points, which is exactly what I was saying the Cowboys would need to do to win. Um, and I will give the only solace i will give the cowboys is that that is a damn good defense that they had to play um i would imagine it's hard for any team to play very well against them so that being said they fucking blew it like they they had everything else they needed to go their way and they could not get the job done like yeah. dak dak's interceptions were were killers one specifically at the end of the half where they were in field goal range, we think, because Maher ended up making, it was still a shaky thing. He got his first extra point block, but then he made a short field goal and then a 40-plus yarder uh, later in the game when starting to maybe a little bit out of out of reach at that point. Um, but so like with it, most likely within field goal range. So we're at least getting three points and the ball back at the start of the second half. And what it turned into instead is an interception. This was the one that was maybe less his fault, but he was definitely forced. He forced it into the window. Uh, it seemed like it was, I think if I remember correctly, this is the one that hit off, uh, like it definitely hit off CD Lamb's arms and then deflected off somebody else and then got to the, the defender. So it was a little, which is not fully his fault, but he definitely forced it into a tight window that probably didn't need to in that specific part of the field. Uh, which is something he's prone to do. Um, but then the then they have the 49ers drive all the way down and get three points. So it's a uh you could go anywhere from a six point swing to a ten point swing there. So um and getting the ball back in the second half. So like 
terrible way to uh to close out that that half and then it kind of just basically from there went downhill because they they were in good shape because that was also i think on that exact same possession is when tony pollard went out as well that's right um so it was just a I said Tony Pollard needed to have a big game. He could only he didn't even get to halftime before he got injured, which was super unfortunate. Uh, looked like a, some form of broken leg, uh, kind of getting mixed. I've read mixed things, whether it's a really high ankle sprain and really bad ankle sprain, or a broken leg is. I've see, I've seen both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he was out after that. So we lost one of our key weapons in the running game and passing game. Um. So, and I already said we were one weapon short going into this game and we lost one of the only other top weapons that we had. So, um, poor clock management, uh, at the end of the game when they had a shot, I, I think Mike McCarthy made poor decisions not to go for certain ones on fourth down, let alone of not having a field goal kicker. I, those were just things we had to be more aggressive in those situations. The 49ers are capable of going on really long drives that eat up the clock and can't have that um and you got to take advantage of those those um possessions when you have them but yeah i mean terrible dac performance not a great coaching performance on the offensive side of things specifically i would target mccarthy a little bit more there um yeah those were our it's the two question marks basically all season have been one weapon short, probably in the passing game, one weapon short. Dax, incredible inconsistency. And Mike McCarthy probably just not being the right coach for this team. Yeah, Dax interceptions are just killer um, in some big situations, especially that one in the first half. Um, not good. Uh, two good defensive performances by both teams. Um, whatever scheme that was drawn up, really, I think got to Purdy. He was holding the ball, couldn't find receivers. They started running the ball pretty well late um warm down i think yeah and um lucky skillful good catch by kittles there late nearly got lit i don't know how he didn't get lit up by um, yeah Diggs. like oh because Diggs doesn't like tackling people it was a split second though of him just catching it and turning or he was gonna get smoked by Diggs. so yeah Diggs um, turned his head and he doesn't like hitting people i've seen him be terrible at tackling so but that was that was when i knew officially the game was over when Kittle made that catch, I was like, uh, if th- that type of stuff's going their way, because that was the, the other possession that killed it for us because they had that catch. They had the, I think that was the same one. They should have had a pick that they didn't, they dropped the pick in the red zone that Diggs dropped it actually. And then they had the offensive pass interference and then the holding uh, on a run play, the defensive holding on a run play. And it was like, all four of those things happening in the same possession and it led to a score. And I was like, that's it. That's it. Things aren't going our way. <laughs> so, but um, I think it sets up for a pretty good matchup next week. Yeah. Uh, to finish up on the Cowboys. I mean, they're not firing McCarthy. Dax, their quarterback. They're hamstrung with cap space. What do you think they do? And I think they'll probably, I think because of Pollard's injury, I would imagine they should be able to get him back for, for next year. I yeah, think that yeah. that's the only, if you're looking for a positive for, from a Cowboys fan perspective, it's probably that teams will be maybe a little bit shy to, to sign him and it allows the Cowboys to bring him back again. But 
He could still leave, though, uh, after a Pro Bowl season. Yeah, it depends what happens next there, really. That's the big thing, I think, um, is Pollard's injury. Um, where are they drafting? Yeah, I think they're probably in the 20s, most likely. I think you look for a weapon, try to, I feel like. But they need to improve, keep improving the offensive line, too. Yeah, is Dak your guy, though? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked me because I don't know. And I think the issue that I mostly have is I would say I lean no. I mean, he's clearly capable. We see the his best performances are right up there with the top the top quarterbacks when he's on, he can be on. Um, but his lows are as low as Zach Wilson lows, like in, in the commanders game, like that was an all time shit performance from him. So he can be as bad as one of the worst quarterbacks in the league or as good as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And that's the problem. Um, all signs point to he's probably needs one more receiver and slight step up from the offensive line and he's probably fine and you know in this league i think the facility you're, you're gonna have to go through burrow allen or mahomes which is going to be hard anyway so even if he gets to a super bowl is he better than those three to to win it i don't know and maybe no one is going to be for the next time but like could he be like a russell wilson who is a really good quarterback in his prime like just sneak one and and get that one um just catch right team get an upset face the right opponents just things break your way maybe the <laughs> biggest but the biggest issue i have is salary he's not a 50 million dollar a year quarterback no. he's a 20 million dollar a year quarterback and unfortunately he's being paid as if he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league um which in this based on his salary he he should he's not the quarterback we have like he's not the quarterback to win us a super bowl is he if he's at the tom brady patriots salary maybe um but i think they need if they can i hope they can restructure his deal and he sees that there's better if he cares about winning then he has to recognize that you there has to be sacrifices it's why the patriots were able to have prolonged success and he's and he's not Patrick Mahomes level talent where he can do it with less around him like he can. So you need to you need to take those sacrifices in order to build a team around you that's necessary to build up your team. Otherwise, you have to cut him loose in the next couple of years and start over again. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if he's the type of player that's going to restructure. I don't think he is either. But that's you need a quarterback like that, or you need a Patrick Mahomes level talent. Joe Burrow is going to be the interesting one because he's still on his rookie deal. Yep. And in order for that team to be at the where they're still competing consistently and keeping all of the talent that they have there, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, um, shoring up the offensive line, he's going to not be able to take a, a huge salary, I would think. Otherwise, they're going to lose some of those pieces themselves. And um but he's maybe good enough to to do that, and we'll get to to him later on. But that's my issue: is his salary is it's going to hamstring hamstring the um and limit what the Cowboys are capable of putting around him, and he needs the weapons around him to be successful. So, I think I'll lean towards no. He's not the quarterback we need, not at his salary. 
get him down to 20, maybe we can have a conversation. Yeah. Which is going to get to the next one since we're talking about the, the Cowboys lost to the 49ers. Um, killer defense, though. Um, they have a solid run game. They were able to stop the passing game for the most part. So what do you think? Was that a product of the 49ers offense being good enough against a good defense and they they had their struggles and that's one of the better defenses they're going to face or was that more telling of where their weaknesses are potentially i mean it showed a little bit of their weaknesses but i think i mean i think it displays that shanahan's a good coach he found a way to beat a good defense um, which we'll see again next week um and they have a good defense also clearly um so balancing the defense keeping them in the game making big plays when they needed to um and purdy didn't make mistakes he didn't make mistakes no, he, no i mean he a couple is, dropped a couple dropped picks but still but that's critical in the whole situation so um so yes purdy facing a good defense struggled a bit but didn't break, um, managed to get to the running game late. Their defense played very well. Um, so, yeah, I think they're I think they're built for the NFC Championship. We'll see. Eagles, I mean, once we get to that, Eagles pounded the Giants. But, um, yeah, so the Niners are good, though. I think, I think they got a great defense and an offense that won't lose them games. So is Purdy still – I mean, he's obviously still the weakest part of this team. You know, McCaffrey's maybe a little bit banged up, but um, sounds like he's going to play anyway. Um, but him passing a test, a big test against the Cowboys in a so-so performance, and we've seen him play much better against Seahawks and throughout the regular season. Do you think there's still room for him to to play even worse? Or do you think that's because of the system Shanahan has? The game we saw against the Cowboys is probably the worst we'd see him outside of maybe a pick here or there an interception here or there. Yeah. I mean, I think he's due probably for an interception at an untimely point at some point or just in general. Um, but I don't think Shanahan's going to put him in a position to fail. Yeah. Uh, I think they honestly rather see him hold it and eat it or just chuck it out of bounds than anything. Cause I think they have a lot of faith in their defense and they have enough weapons on offense that they believe that they will, they will get breaks at certain points. Like, you know, he'll eventually find Kittles and Kittles will, gain a chunk you know Debo will go off on a sweep at one point and find some room um, McCaffrey will continue to run it well um, so Mitchell will continue to be a workhorse for them and pick up some hard yards so I think Shanahan's not going to overdo it for him and not put him in a position to fail yeah I think that's the benefit he has is we might have seen his worst performance potentially outside of maybe in that game he would have thrown an interception um, which could swing things but the the benefit they have is their defense is so good that I think they'd survive a couple of those turnovers and and they can survive a, sh- a shaky performance from him because their defense is going to keep them in the game. They're not going to give up 30, 40 points. They're, they're going to fight it out, and but their team can score the 30 to 40 points on you very quickly uh, because it's a high-powered offense with a lot of weapons so you don't really know where they're going to go. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so they're an interesting, but definitely well-earned. I mean, clearly one of the top 
maybe the best team in the NFC, but at the very least, definitely the, the second best uh, team at the at the worst. Um, so well deserved earned position. Cowboys had their chance to take them down. It would have been an upset. Um, would have been led to an interesting matchup with against the Eagles, which we'll get to now. Uh, but they blew it, and that's what championship teams do, though. The 49ers win those games that are tight, that they don't play their best, but they eke it out, and they still uh, focus on their strengths and and get the job done, and that's what they did. So credit to them for doing that in a tough tough uh, environment uh, or a tough uh, matchup. Uh, Eagles, though, absolutely demolished Giants. Um, so everyone thinking the Giants had a chance, third matchup. Uh, Eagles did exactly what they did last time. Um, Jalen Hurts didn't look um, to be super injured in, based on his performance, but he does seem to be running a little bit less and a little bit differently than he had been earlier in the season before his, his injury, but still made huge, big, long throw, deep throws, uh, still was throwing the ball well, still ran it, uh, just not to the same extent that he had been, but the rest of the team picked up the slack, 38-7 um, to 7 drubbing. Um, is this more a product of the Eagles being extremely good or again, back to the point of the bucks or the Vikings or the giants just showed their true colors. And they were, we always thought they were a little bit of a fraud and a bad team. So is it more a product of the giants actually not being that good or more the Eagles just being as good as we've come to think of them this year? I think both can be true there. Um, the Eagles are just so dominant. They didn't give the Giants a chance to breathe. They didn't give them a chance to play well. Um, they didn't give them a chance to do anything no matter what. So um, Eagles clearly taking care of business with the team that's in front of them. But, yeah, I, I was watching that game and just kind of thinking to myself, like, I, I gave the Giants a chance in this game. Like, I, I thought they could control possession and control the clock with, you know, Saquon and – and Daniel Jones, but no, Eagles are just one of the teams I think left on another level. And honestly, I think it's a, I think with the four teams left, it's pretty good representation of the best four teams in the league better than, I don't think there's like, I don't really think there's a shitty matchup going into this either championship game. There's no team that's snuck in there. Like, you know, Jacksonville against the Patriots a few years ago, or um, I don't know. I who the Rams play the Niners, but that was a good game also last year. So, um, yeah, well, I think like the Packers have, have gone or, you know, yeah, like, like Packers the- lost to the Niners last year at Lambeau in the snow. Um, right. so not going, but I think this is a great representation of the four best teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with that being said, are you worried about Jalen Hurts? I don't think so. I think that's the kind of matchup you want against the Giants. You know, they just dominated. They didn't need a ton from him. But for um, the 49ers matchup, because he, well, the mean, way and- they've described him as not being close to 100%, I don't know what that means, but that doesn't sound good heading into a matchup against probably the most dominant defense left. If he's not close to 100% and they're leaking that out, I don't know how much I buy that. You know what I mean? That's what they said at this before the Giants game. Yeah, so I maybe they're creating a narrative. So, uh, and a lot of people aren't a hundred percent. I'd be nervous for any quarterback going against that Niners defense. They're they're good. They're really good. Um, so, it's going to be one of the better defenses he's faced all year. Um, 
So we'll see. I wouldn't say I'm nervous for him though. No. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll be good. He's been cool and calm under the pressure all year. Um, has played well. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Do you, um, try and think of what do you think the 49ers would are going to try to force the Eagles to do run or throw? And the run game hasn't been phenomenal, um, but good enough. Um, I, I don't know if you want AJ Brown seeing the rock much. Um, I think you try to contain hurts in the pocket, force him to beat you with his arm, which he's done a fine job throwing this year. Um, but constant pressure with four. If you can get pressure with four, that's great. Um, with a few blitzes mixed in there. Um, but they haven't, like, A.J. Brown has shown some frustration because he's not getting the ball. He didn't get the ball enough against the Giants. Um, but he's an absolute weapon, so containing him will be huge. Um, I don't think Miles Sanders beats that defense or the run game, um, and I think they can contain Jalen Hurts. So I think they, they threaten the Eagles to beat them with the throwing game. That's what I would guess too. I think, I think they were for the Eagles to have a better chance of winning. They would need Jalen Hurts to play like he did earlier, where he's running for a lot and he's a threat running the game. He doesn't seem to be right now, and I think they will either force him to be the one to beat them on on his legs, where he might not want to, or they're going to have him throw the ball, um, which is how you attack him. And what would you say for the 49ers or the Eagles against the 49ers? The pressure, 49ers pressure. are clearly going to run the ball. You just um, pressure Purdy as much as you can. Use that yeah. fast defensive line and the fast players, but you just want to put make Purdy uncomfortable on every single play. Yeah, you want him to be the one to force him to make have to make the plays and take the ball, put the ball in his hands to yep. to make those mistakes. So yeah, so I think um, you're going to see Eagles in the backfield all night, just in him under duress, trying to make him either throw quick, um, and then I think they drape um, Kittle or it's Samuel Kill. Yeah, uh, that's his security blanket. That's I his safety him. blanket. Yeah. Yep. So I think take Kittle out and make them someone else beat him. I know McCaffrey and Debo are good, um, and they can go Ayuk. off as well. But Ayuk's good too. He missed Ayuk a few times in the Cowboys game. So, but I think the key of all this just pressure Purdy, just make him uncomfortable, make him constantly thinking about the defenders around him. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what they're going to have to do. Um, before we get to prediction for this game, before we said we got to keep the Giants, or I think you had said the Giants should keep Daniel Jones. Then he played the game they did against the Eagles. Do you still believe the Giants should? stick with Daniel Jones or, and it seemed uncertain how uh, Brian Dable was feeling when they were asking questions about it. It seemed like he was kind of like, could use someone different, but they also don't have any weapons for him except for Saquon. So that's exactly what I was going to say. Like the receivers for the giants have been the laughing stock all year and he found ways to get them to the playoffs. Um, The last quarterback really to get him to playoffs was Eli Manning and they haven't had much luck since then. So, so yeah, I think he has earned, um, has earned another year as a starter despite his performance yeah but lots of like plenty of quarterbacks like tom brady had an awful performance in the 
and just to head it off. Yeah, but he's earned it. Slightly different. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I don't think that's, I don't think you can just, I don't want to just take the one game. He won a playoff game, got them to that, that got him to the opportunity to play the Eagles and for a shot at the NFC championship. So, so yeah, I think he does deserve a little, another, a little more time. Yeah. I think the issue is how much money they're going to have to pay in order to keep him. And he's not that level of quarterback, which is, I don't know what he's going to demand. This is all speculation right now, but I would imagine he's going to put himself in the higher end of that market. And he's not worth, he, he's not, he has not earned or shown that he is worthy of that level of, of money. And I think that's, that's the thing I'd be most scared of if I was a Giants fan. I saw someone, I think I was listening to the Mina Kimes podcast and she was mentioning someone had the idea of like, if you can get him for a shorter contract, that's the ideal version of this. Um, because that way you can, you're not completely tied to him for the long term if, if things do not go well. Um, at the very least year. So you're not completely uh forcing your forcing yourself or, or hurting yourself if if things go poorly. Whether or not he will sign a short deal, I don't know. Uh, but I think it'd be smart on their part. Uh I would wouldn't blame Daniel Jones for taking a long term big money contract either. Yeah. Uh, because you should try to get paid for uh when you can. Um, but I would be curious if they were able to do a deal like that, if that becomes something I could see teams trying to do that more often now, um, where they do shorter deals where they're not completely tied unless they have a Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert type quarterback, that would make more sense. But after this Dak Prescott deal, this Lamar Jackson situation, potentially this Daniel Jones contract. Um, I think teams are going to be more cautious of signing these long-term contracts when it doesn't necessarily even like guarantee wins in the playoffs. And I think that's what they're looking for. Uh, so I could see it becoming a more common where it's like, Hey, uh, Dak, we're not signing you to a six year deal where you're getting paid 50 million plus each year. We're going to sign you to a two year deal and we can talk about it after the two years are up or kind of thing. But especially when teams like have Brock Purdy going into the NFC championship and are likely to make it to have a really good chance of make it to the Super Bowl and potentially winning a Super Bowl with a seventh round uh, quarterback. So I think teams are going to start to be like, Hey, we seem to have really good people around these guys. Yeah. So with that being said, Eagles 49ers, it's going to be an awesome game. Can't wait. Who wins? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Philly's been a tough place to play all year. Um, I think their defense is just gonna be too much for Purdy this week. Um, and I think they have the weapons on offense um, with the MVP candidate at quarterback. Um, so I'm gonna go Eagles. It's gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna be a really good game. Um, but uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go. Twenty four seventeen Eagles. Um, I think the Niners will have a chance late to win it, um, and lose it on a fourth and 
call it fourth and long or fourth and something situation that they have to have it late um, and they don't get it. I'm going to go similar, but I'm picking 49ers by touchdown 27-20. Okay. All and think, right. Purdy man. He likes Purdy. And I think the Eagles, I just think they're, Shanahan's been prepared for this. And I think they're not, I don't think their defense is, has the same strengths that the Cowboys had. And so I think the 49ers will have a different uh, offensive performance against them. I think they'll want to make a statement against a really good team. And I think their defense is way too good seeing what it was like. And so 27, I think Hurts, if Hurts was fully healthy, I think I'd change my answer. But I think because Hurts is hampered and seeing how dominant this 49ers defense is, I think it's hard to pick against them. So I think 27-20. And I think similarly, the Eagles will be driving to try to tie it up and fail on a fourth down. Okay. All right. Similar similar uh, picks, but just slightly different. Yeah. Same score differentials. Not far off from the scores, uh, but different outcomes uh, from the winner standpoint. Um, next game, Chiefs Bengals. Uh, Chiefs boring game against the Jaguars for the most part. Um, I think the most interesting thing that happened was Mahomes got hurt, mm-hmm. um, which is why it probably wasn't as large of a victory for the Chiefs. They seemed to be doing fine prior to that. Um, and it was clear Mahomes was hobbled um, and feeling the pain of that. He could barely do handoffs um without feeling some pain it looked like um but what do you think what were you so impressed i mean we saw henny put on a 98 yard drive to after mahomes went out uh mahomes fought through it and still was able to they still got some touchdowns obviously kelsey and him are a, an incredible duo um, it doesn't seem like everyone knows he's getting the ball and still doesn't seem to matter. He had double digit catches and targets. Um, I don't know. What do you, were you surprised that he was able to pull it out while he was hurt or was that kind of just what you expected and just was only close because he was hurt? I, I yeah. Um, I expect this from Mahomes now. Um, I think it was only this close because it was hurt. And I think the Jags improved throughout the year also. Um, but, but yeah, it's a tough situation when your quarterback goes down like that. Henny's a backup, but a veteran, but a backup. Um, so, you know, coaching, the talent on the team, and just the experience, I think, got the Chiefs through that game in a hard, in a hard situation where other teams, you know, losing a quarterback like that can be just absolutely detrimental. So, still an impressive win for the Chiefs, I think. Yeah, I think the Jaguars were still, um, they were in it. Um, they were driving, they had the bad fumble inside the 10 yard line, which kind of changed the course of any close game after that. Um, I know they got like a field goal at the end of the game and we're kicking the onside kick or whatever, but, uh, the seven points was a little bit closer than it led leads on, but it also doesn't account for how close the Jaguars were to it being a much tighter matchup and giving themselves a real shot. If that guy, uh, Agnew doesn't fumble the ball in the top, in the 10 yard, um, inside the 10 yard line when they're about to score a touchdown. Um, but yeah, so credit to the Jaguars. They seem to be on the up and up, uh, 
good end of the year for Trevor Lawrence. A lot of momentum to build on there. Uh, so they're going to be a team to watch, definitely within the AFC South at least. Um, but I think they'll be a, a feisty group um, moving forward. Um, good young quarterback there. Do you think the Chiefs are short a weapon in the same way that the Cowboys were? No, because I think they have way better quarterback play. Um, okay. and I think their best weapon is better than any weapon on the Cowboys. But, but now that we're in the playoffs, so it's a little different. Like if teams just load up on Kelsey, do you trust the I mean, it hasn't really worked. done much. It hasn't worked, though, to load up on Kelsey. He finds a way to get the ball. Um, I think yeah. Mahomes works it around enough. Now, I mean, they got a tough matchup coming up because the Bengals have some serious weapons. Um, so I don't know if that's a difference of the Chiefs don't have enough weapons or the Bengals are really freaking good. Um, but I think they have enough. I do to win playoff games. Yeah, I do think they have enough. Um, yeah. Do you think... Do you think Mahomes will be fine health-wise? Like he's going to be back to moving around like we normally are used to seeing him? You know, you're not yeah, concerned about that? No, I think he'll be fine. Okay. Um, so let's head to that next grouping, the Bengals. Uh, another, uh, I wouldn't say they blew out the Bills, but they had a very dominant performance. Um, they smacked them pretty good. Yeah, they, they, it was never, there were still chances for the Bills to, bring the game close it was so close at halftime um but they but to me the Bengals just were there was never in doubt for them um even if it wasn't as large of a blowout as the Eagles Giants game it still had a feel of like oh the Bills aren't winning this game Bengals are playing them too well and uh Bills look like they're over their head it's this game they're out of their league in this game so what did you say? I think, it, I think it was the most impressive win of the weekend. Oh, absolutely. No, start to finish. No start to finish. Point. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we all know Burroughs is good, but just another like, holy shit, Burroughs is really good. It's only his third year in the league. In the uh, snow, in Buffalo, on the yep. road. And just cool, calm, collected, nine for nine to start the game. Just absolutely dominated. Amazing first drive just to set the tone. Um, and now he's headed into a week where he's three and home, three and oh against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Well, so let's get to that. So um, are the Bengals playing the best right now of all these four teams? Yes. Yes, Is I think Joe... that because I think they've played uh, the Bills as a Super Bowl favorite to start the year, and even still with the weapons they had, a Super Bowl contender going in. So they beat them, um, beat a conference rival. Yeah, they, they smoked the Ravens the week before, and – needed a timely fumble recovery for a touchdown, but that's still a conference opponent or divisional opponent. You see twice a year that knows you very well. So two impressive wins for them. Joe Burrows is playing so well. I think he's played the best quarterback in the playoffs so far. Um, and that's the key to playoff wins right there. So yeah, I think they are the best team left right now. And they have the experience of they've been to the Super Bowl. I know what it takes to get there. They were close to winning it. Um, I think what are they like eleven and one since the start of the year since like or like pretty good because they started off pretty crappy. Yeah, I I don't remember how they, but I I feel like they've had one of the probably the best records since um 
you know, week five ish. How many losses did they finish with? Four, right? I think they started like two and three or something like that. Come on. Just give me the postseason. All right. They lost their first two. And then since then, they went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. They essentially went twelve and two after starting the year zero oh and two. That, wow! Uh, yeah, that adds up. So yeah, they've been really freaking good. Yeah. That's a team I'm and including a, a win against the upcoming Chiefs, which they've already beaten them again um, this season. Um, yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow, is he... I'm going to assume that we both think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, fully healthy, best quarterback. Joe, Joe Burrow, too? Knocking at the door. I think Knocking he's... The door. Another, think win he's against, another win against Mahomes might make him 1A, 1B, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, talent-wise, Mahomes is probably just super unique, but, like, just Joe Burrow is Mr. Cool, Joe Cool, right? Like, Joe Cool, so, like, Burrow's Knows how to win, moves. wants to win, and has I mean, the right you don't mentality. Always go back, don't always go back this far, but, I mean, unreal in college in his final year at LSU. Like, that team was so freaking good and set every record and won all the games, and he was unreal there. Gets hurt his rookie year, but then – with a bad team too, he wasn't playing. Not a great team, but takes that bad team, and now they're uh, Super Bowl and headed to another conference championship. Like he, he's following in Mahomes' footsteps. That's for sure. Are we looking at? I mean, they're they're slightly. Mahomes is what twenty seven. You're looking at or, some unreal rivalry. Well, I was gonna say, are we looking at a Larry Bird? Magic Johnson esque. Um between these two. They came in at the same time though. But similar. I know, so these two, they're twenty six and twenty seven. That's their ages right now. Uh, let's see. This could be more like hmm. I guess Elway Marino came in at a certain similar time. Barb was in that mix also. Um But yeah, I think the Larry Magic's a pretty good uh, comparison. Um, hopefully, this window's a little longer than that—the window of those two. Um, but I like that. That was like a that was like a ten-year window almost. It was eight-ish eight, eight, um, years back when it kind of shitty, but it, it was like it eight was, years. It was like eighty to eighty-eight-ish. Yeah, it was good. Um, I was going back lasted longer, but it had its run. Um. I think it's an interesting one that's going to be a fun one to watch moving forward. These two being the two, the two guys, uh, it sucks that they're both in the AFC <laughs> for, and for my team being in the NFC, I'm happy that I'm not dealing with you know, you gotta avoid those two. All, all four of the best quarterbacks are in the AFC. So I'm okay with, uh, with that being the setup, assuming we both have Mahomes, Burrow, yep. Allen, yep. Justin Herbert, Probably right. As the, drop off after that third one, it's, it's different tier after that. But it's, yeah, but 
but still Justin Herbert's probably there. Lamar Jackson. That's another AFC guy. Um, I mean, it's been one season. Sean Watson. If he can get back to his level of like, that's those are all AFC guys. Like who on the NFC Rogers is on his way out. Brady's on his way out. And you have Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Pretty much it. If the Niners ever figure it out, but they don't have anybody right now. Um, Stafford's on his way out. Uh, yeah, the AFC has the quarterback. Tyler's kind of whatever. Um, yeah, Dak is like, again, like he's one of the better NFC quarterbacks. But um, yeah, I'd much rather be in the NFC, not have to face those guys uh, all the time. Um, so you still have it, Allen, right now ahead of Burrow, unless Burrow beats Mahomes? No, I got Burrow ahead of Allen. All right, so you have Burrow definitively number two quarterback right now, and if he beats Mahomes again, I think he's potentially playing. pushing and knocking on the door, if not foot in the door of of being top spot. Yeah, he's knocking right now for sure. He's he's on his he's he's continually knocking. He's waiting for the door to open. He's yeah, he's he ready. Might, <laughs> he might kick the door in. So yeah. <laughs> um. Well, before we get to the Bengals Chiefs matchup itself. What's next for the Bills? This is now, I don't know, third year in a row. We've kind of had high expectations for them. Um, definitely at least the second year in a row where we've kind of thought this was their breakthrough chance and they've missed it. Um, Allen did not play great. Um, maybe was dealing with an injury since week 11-ish time frame, which is when the Bills started to fall off a little bit. Had to deal with some unfortunate injuries in defense. Uh, but like... Is this the furthest we can see them go? I mean, Burrow is clearly better than Allen. Um, and there's a better team there uh, in in Cincinnati, at least as of right now. Um, Chiefs, clearly. Mahomes. Um, so, like, what do they need to do to get over the hump? Um, I think they need another receiver. Diggs is solid, but um, another weapon, a receiver. Gabe Davis has been all right, but he's dropped some passes. Um, I think a better running game, you know, that a decent running game, but could use a better running game. And, um, you know, they got banged up on the defensive side of the ball, but um, I know they brought in Vaughn Miller for this and they hope he returns, but a pat- better pass rush. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think they're done. You know, Josh Allen is still young. I would say the AFC East for what it used to be is not the same. Um, Dolphins are getting better, but who knows what shape two will be in. I hope he's around, but he constantly keeps getting banged up. Um, Jets have some young talent, but crumbled. We'll see what they do at quarterback. And Patriots aren't in their best place they've been. So the Bills are still primed to be in the mix. You know, that there's still the Josh Allen that's there and the team that was there that nearly beat the Chiefs last year in one of the great playoff games I've seen. So, um, no, I'm not out in them. I think they can make some good moves. They have made good moves to get this far. Um, and I think they will continue to be in the mix. And um, yeah, I think it's Chiefs, Bengals, Bills are kind of, I think, going to be the teams battling in the AFC. So I think you're right. I think the, the advantage they have is being in the AFC East right now. I think that they're still primed to own that division as long as Allen um, is there and, and healthy. Um, I do think they're they're another team, probably a weapon short, they didn't have much of a run game outside of Josh Allen, so they need to figure that out, whether that's 
changing up their defense, taking some of the, the pressure off of Allen and making it feel like he doesn't need to do everything himself. Cause I think they're also the way he runs the ball. He's very much at risk of getting hurt. Um, and he hasn't yet really from that, but any running quarterback, that's always the fear. Um, whereas Mahomes and Burrow are a little bit more traditional pocket passers by a little bit of time um, type of thing. Like Burrow's probably a little bit more on the Brady side, get quick, get rid of the uh, the ball quickly, avoid getting hit as much as possible. Whereas Mahomes is a little bit more of a playmaker, creative type, but he's not going to, you're not going to see him running around uh, too frequently. And if he does, he's usually sliding or running out of bounds. Um, whereas Allen actively seeks out um, hits and will lower his shoulder and um, and his helmet uh, and dive uh, for the ball, dive for the, which is a little bit more um, reckless, uh, which is his style. But I think that puts him at risk of getting injured. So I think it's paramount that they keep him healthy. Uh, another receiver, like you said, uh, we're all circling the wagons with Odell Beckham is still kind of floating around and, in the uh, free agent market. So it'll be interesting to see Cowboys, Bills, uh, all these teams who who goes after him to try to add to their their team with the year of not playing for him. Um, and I think they had to need a little bit more on defense too. I think they were, you know, losing Von Miller is huge, but they, I think you need to have a little bit more, especially when you're, you have defenses like the Eagles and uh 49ers on the other side of that those are some really strong defenses so um they'll have to do a little bit more on that side i actually think the issue is though is burrow and mahomes are better yeah and i, I, and I don't i don't know if allen can beat them in in the playoffs let's see like what you were saying though about the niners can they surround them with enough weapons yeah, I mean that would be a better situation. Imagine Josh Allen in the 49ers. <laughs> oh man, that'd be dirty. They they'd be running things in the NFC. Yeah, but I don't see Allen won't leave Buffalo, so they just gotta find him someone else. Um there. I never say uh, never, but I think you're right. Yeah. Um all right. Bengals Chiefs now, the matchup. Uh do the Bengals have the Chiefs number right now? Right now they do. They're three and zero against them lately, and that um AFC championship win was impressive last year. Um, beat them this year. Yep. So yeah, as of right now, they do. There's no other number that says otherwise. So we'll see. I think I'm still up for a good game here, but um, I think the Bengals have a leg up right now. So you think um, they're obviously not worried about going into Kansas City? They did this last year. Had to make a a big second half comeback, but were able to get it done. Um, still strange how that happened. Who do you give the edge to? And we got a hobbled, potentially hobbled Mahomes um, with a not very good, which they never usually are, uh, Chiefs defense. But against a, they've done well, but they have three backups on their offensive line. Uh, the Bengals do. Uh, so that could finally come back down to normal. And maybe the Chiefs are breaking through there constantly. And Joe Burrow has, despite how quickly he gets rid of the ball, has no time to throw the ball. And it's getting hit quite a bit. Um, so where do you see the advantage? Who who are you giving the edge to? Who do you think wins this? Um, you know, I think, yeah, Mahomes is healthy. I don't know how healthy, though. I think I still give the edge to the Bengals. Joe Burrows is playing so well with the weapons around him on that offense. Um, I think they'll be able to answer any punch the Chiefs throw. Um, they're obviously not they, – they don't care about Mahomes. Like, they respect them, but – um, they're not like 
they don't fear him. They don't, uh, they give him enough respect, but they're, they're not worried. Like they've beaten him. They've beaten the chiefs. They've beaten Reed. Uh, they've beaten Kelsey. So they obviously have a game plan that works against them. You know, things do change throughout the year, but um, I think the Bengals just, you know, both teams will be confident, but I think that swagger of Joe Burrows resonates through the entire team. The Bengals win for you. Bengals win. Yeah, I'm going Bengals. How how do you think the situation score? Is it close? Uh, 31 High scoring. I think they went by 10. That's funny. I had the same score differential. Uh, I had 38 28 Bengals. Okay. So we're in the same, similar. similar yeah, I, th- I think the Bengals are going to put up points. And Mahomes will do fine, but I think their defense is not up to up to par. And with Mahomes hurt, I don't think he has, um, which is unfortunate. I would have rather seen a, a healthy Mahomes in this matchup, and I feel like I'd feel differently if he wasn't hurt. Um, but I think the way the Bengals are playing, how you know mediocre a Chiefs defense is against that offense, and kind of have their their edge and and the number. Um, I would give a little bit of an edge to to the Bengals there, and and, I, and that's why I think the Chiefs are maybe they need one more weapon, they need one more solid receiver that's more of an outlet. Uh, that's like Kelsey, like he used to have Kelsey and Hill. He doesn't need to be as good as Hill, but he needed someone else that was. And I don't think Juju or uh, MVS have have stepped up to be that guy yet. Um, so. I, I I'm gonna go with the Bengals, unfortunately, because I I love Mahomes. I want to see him win and try someone to try to chase down that that uh that Brady record. But it would be cool to see the Bengals finally get that uh, Super Bowl win too, because it's one thing they're missing. And I can see Joe Burrow making his way that back there a few more times too. So, um, yeah. So that's what we got. Uh, which so based on that, I think we both which we think the Eagles 49ers is the better game of the two. I think the Bengals Chiefs game will be the better game. Um, I think Purdy's going to struggle and it's not going to, I don't, I think it's going to be a back and forth game with the Eagles, but I don't know if it's going to be like, yeah, Eagles, I mean, the Niners Cowboys game was like a fun game to watch, but I don't know if I exactly call it like a great game, like yeah, quarterbacks going at it or, um, so I, I think the better, I, I want to watch Mahomes and Burroughs badly like yeah but you just like said Mahomes banged up but those two quarterbacks going at each other I think it's gonna be unreal yeah it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be a fun one um oh and the only other thing I'll say is Zach uh Taylor has earned a little bit more of my respect uh based on his Bills performance I still don't think he's the best guy for that team I would rather them see Joe Burrow with a different uh head coach in there but I do think um, like, could you imagine him with like a Brian Dable or someone super innovative on offense would be a really interesting. I don't know if I agree if they go to a second straight Super Bowl. I, it's just if, if they lose again, I don't know. I, I just think I wonder what the potential could be with because Zach Taylor is still the only thing I'm like, eh, I don't know. He's fine. But he does. He did earn a little bit more respect because that Bill's game plan was was perfect they they did exactly what they needed to the plays on their first couple possessions were incredibly smart um, i can't I, I don't but, i can't give him i can't give taylor much flack like i, I get it i get it I, he has more of my respect it's just more of 
I wonder if there could be somebody else a little bit better that could push them a little bit further. I don't know, though. We'll see. I mean, a little bit further. Like I said, if they win this weekend, a little bit further is just winning the Super Bowl. There's not many coaches in the NFL that's, that have ever that's taken what I want to know. Super Bowls. So that's what I want to know. A high bar for this Zach Taylor guy. I just, it's more of, uh, is Joe Burrow winning despite him? One of those things. Like, is he that good of a quarterback? And could you imagine what he could be with name a coach? I don't know. That's I all. Mean, I, it's That's fun all. to think about other teams he could be with and like what that would look like. No, but... stay on the Bengals, but just get him a, a the Yee. proper the proper coach. The proper you are. I think you're being a little harsh on Zach Taylor right now. I uh, maybe. I I just think I, it's more of my respect for Joe Burrow and what I think he could be because he's been so impressive these last two seasons that I wonder if there's if you could see. If there's the potential, if there was the right coach there, that you could see a, a Patriots-esque run with that group. Because even see- if he wins one, it's, it's fine. But I'm wondering, should there be, should we be talking like three or four Super Bowls for this team? Because you could argue that they but should have beat the, the Rams last year. They were close with a technically rookie quarterback. Yeah. So hey, we could still see that run. It's just what I'm saying with Joe Burrow is like, maybe he is the right guy, but there's moments where I, I question his ability to get the full potential out of Joe Burrow. And I, and is Joe Burrow doing it because he's just fucking awesome. <laughs> Time you know? will tell. Time will tell. We'll see. I, if, if, I will say this though. If Zach Taylor is able to, to get the Super Bowl this year, that's, he will have earned now um he'll officially have my respect as as a great as a very good coach um but that's all i'm just wondering if there's a little bit more we could be seeing from this team and and a couple more super bowls you're greedy (laughs) i i I know what it is i'm a huge fan of joe burrow and i I think you know me i i i want to see the best out of all these guys that's why i i'm like bummed where Justin Fields ended up. It's, I'm bummed that Tua has been hurt. I just want to see these guys because I know what I think they're capable of doing, so I want to see them. I think it. Burrow's in a great spot. You know, like, they bring yeah. in Jamar Chase because they know he loves that dude. They they, they do things Play to together. Curtail, they do things to curtail to their quarterbacks. So that's an organization that knows what they have and is doing whatever they can to support him. So um, I think he's in a great spot, a great football town now. Um I think you're going to see a good run from these guys. I think you're going to get what you want. And I think Joe Burrow too is going to be the guy that's like, I'll sign the the lower salary so we can keep having the team around me that I need. Get me the offensive line support I need. Keep Chase here. Get him paid. Um, I could see Joe Burrow being uh, unselfish and not necessarily taking as much as he's probably worth. Possibly. I could possibly see that happen. I could see him wanting to win more than anything. Um, I think he'll also have enough sponsorship deals to make plenty of money. Um, but we'll I see. think he's got that mentality. I think he's that guy I that I, I, I just get that sense from him where he's like, I want to win and I want to win a lot. And so if that means, hey, I'm making 20 to 30, I'm cool with that. Just make sure Chase gets paid. Give me some protection. You know, get these other guys that I like throwing to paid shore up our defense and like let's let's win a bunch of these things all right yeah i could i would hope for that i could see that 
I, I just I just get that vibe from him. I, I it would not shock me to hear that. Oh, he's making less than Dak Prescott in his new contract. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> uh, so we'll see if we are accurate in our predictions there. Um, let's move on to the NBA, which we actually just saw the the um, all star uh, captains and starters were released. Yep. Um, so we have LeBron and Giannis. So they were the two captains, uh, earned the most votes. And then the other starters from the West. Um, so they're not necessarily going to be with LeBron's team. They'll have a draft to determine who gets these things. But, um, it looks like Zion, Jokic, Steph, and Luca are the other ones that will be starters for some one of these teams across these groups. And then the other ones from the East are Kevin Durant, who will likely not play in that game because he's been hurt. Kyrie Irving, which who knows what he'll do because we know, never know what he'll do. Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. Any surprises amongst that group? I star studded. I don't think so. I mean, Curry hasn't, I'm not going to say he's had the best start to the year, but I understand why he's there. You know, so he did have a great start. He just got hurt. Yeah, I guess. Sorry, I he has not had a great first half because of injuries. When he's out there, he's Steph Curry, but he hasn't been out there. I think enough to be an All Star starter. But I'm not. I'm not surprised by any of this. It's all the big names. Like this is what you expect. Like good for Donovan Mitchell to be on there, but I. These are the names I expect when I see a starting lineup for All Star teams. Yeah, I I think the one I'm most surprised by Zion. I'm not against it. The Pelicans have been good. He's been really good when he plays, but he's played less than 30 games of uh 49, 50. So he's missed 20-ish games. Um, so I think there's probably someone else more deserving in in that in that role there i do think lebron would be a starter even if he wasn't a captain Jokic definitely steph there's a little bit of an argument there he's played 33 games so he's missed you know 10-ish uh 10 to 15 games so he's missed a little bit of time maybe you could swap him out for sga um who's who's definitely earned his spot um but i think there's an argument for the design. I think I had picked in my newsletter, I, Laurie Markinen from Utah Jazz. There's an argument for DeMontis Sabonis um, since they have to have uh, three front court guys, two guards. So that's the other dynamic they need to have there too. So you need two guards, three um, forward slash centers. Um, so those are why I lean towards those two guys. I'm not mad about Zion, but I just wanted would have liked to have seen one of those other two guys um Sabonis marking in maybe take um take the starting spot there and still Zion can make the team uh but he's also hurt again too so um so. all built on the name recognition and Zion Williams had had Williamson has had the biggest rain neck name recognition since he's been a senior in high school so it helps yeah it helps a lot like those are the two guys like I mean I know who they are but no one's going to vote for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I think, 
on the east it's Kyrie is is the biggest surprise of of them all he's been fine he's been pretty good uh especially with Durant being out uh but he's missed 10 plus games uh 10 to 15 games himself um so he's missed a lot of time I love seeing Donovan Mitchell get recognized though that's a huge huge win there uh so really like that and Durant he was playing as maybe the best player in the league MVP before he went down. Um, and so he's likely not going to, he's not going to be the starter. Um, but he, he definitely earned it. If I had to pick a guard over Kyrie though. I think I do Tyrese Halliburton. I think he's been, I think he's been better. I think he's been really good. And I think he'll be an all-star, but I think he's been um he's been the guy. Do you have any issues with those guys? I, I don't know if issue is the right word, but I just don't have any surprise, I guess. Like when you bring in the So Kyrie vote, wasn't? Yeah, the fan vote. When you bring in like I guess that's what I mean by I'm not surprised. When you bring in the fan vote, like it's just a popularity contest and these are the probably the 10 most popular names in the nba right now i mean there's there's some other ones you can sprinkle in there for sure like you know your bookers your your davises some of those you know other players um but, but those guys have all been hurt too so like yeah so like a lot of if, time. if you were gonna name 10 nba players it's probably the 10 you name just in general i'm not even saying like just but ask any NBA fan, like these are the 10 names that they probably would come off their lips in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I guess a surprise. If you wanted to go back to actual skill, I think it's gotta be a coaches slash players voting only maybe some media members um, and take the fans out of it. But NBA wants the fans involved. I totally get that. And when you involve the fans, you get popularity, you get, they want it. These are the players they want to see on all-star weekend playing against each other. So that's what they want and they're getting what they want. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. And I think what, uh, Embiid will replace Durant, which he's the only other one that's like, it's too bad that they have Giannis Durant and Tatum. Um, because one, and then Embiid, like one of those guys is going to be short, um, and missing the, uh, the team. So I think Embiid will replace Durant, I would guess, assuming Durant will not play because he's been hurt. Um, and so Embiid will earn his spot in, in there too. So if I had to... So if you take out the fan votes, who who would you have as your starters for each conference? Oh, and John Morant also. I'm surprised he wasn't... Um, yeah. Actually, I am now shocked that Ja is not on there. I think I would take Ja over um, Curry in the Western side of things, just with the number of games. So that is pretty shocking that he didn't get in there. Um, yeah, I'm going to struggle with this one for sure. You definitely know more about the NBA than me. Um, so, I mean, I love seeing Tatum in there. Um, getting he's had a great you start for the Celtics, a team that I didn't think was going to do great. Um, Mitchell getting the nod there too. Um, but like I said, going off a popularity contest, this is what the fans want to see. Um, 
and I hope the rest of the roster just uh, shakes out. I'm more excited to kind of see the two captains pick their teams on all-star game night. Yeah. I, um, I think I'd have my West would be Jokic, LeBron, Luca. And then I had Laurie Markkinen and love Steph. I think he missed too much time. I, so I had John ja Morant in that slot actually was my, my fifth. I know I mentioned SGA. I think he's also deserving. Uh, but I think job, ja, you know, being on the, the main guy on a team that's the second best in the West, like someone should be represented in that starting lineup. I know Jokic sure. is there for the Nuggets. So I throw the edge to jaw, which also being okay with, I think Steph is an also an all-star. I think there's an argument to be had that he should be a starter, but I think because of the amount of time, I think you should give that starter position to somebody else. Um, and I think it's either Ja or SGA, and I'd give the edge to Ja because of how good the team is. Uh, so I'd give the edge there. East, I think it's I had, I had Tyree. I mentioned Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. Um, those were all the guys. I think Kevin Durant has earned his spot, so I'd be fine with that. Um, and then. I think I actually originally thought Giannis and I might've only put him because I knew he was going to be the captain anyway, which was going to guarantee him a starting spot. But I think Embiid's had a better year than Giannis has. Um, so you could make the argument it should be Embiid, Durant, uh, Tatum, Halliburton, Mitchell, and then Giannis takes Kevin Durant's spot because Kevin Durant's hurt. But I think I like we talked about the situation. There's, four good guys in that forward center front court position and only three spots available. I don't think I just go big, remove Irving, put Embiid there. Um, Over Halliburton. Yeah. And go with Mitchell and Tatum. I'm not against that either. I, I don't know why they do it position. Why it's like it's the all-star game. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> like let them yeah, have fun like with it. it. Like you want to roll out five star five centers. Who cares? Okay. And the way the NBA players play now, like you could slide out Irving and put Embiid in there, and that starting five could compete just yeah. fine. Jokic, Jokic is a point guard. He's just six, six foot, whatever, and two hundred something pounds. Seven. Yeah, whatever he is, but like he's a point guard. <laughs> like he, the way he facilitates. Dishes. Yeah, he facilitates their offense entirely. Um, but anyways, uh. So that'll be fun. They added a little wrinkle. Uh, we both, I think, both liked it. So what's going to happen is normally what would happen is, you know, Giannis and LeBron are the two captains. We have these starters, which are already defined, but they're not clearly put on a team. It's just going to be LeBron's team and Giannis's team. There's going to be other all-stars added. I don't think we've been made clear who those other ones are quite yet. Um, the reserves. Um I think we've named some of them who are likely to be expected to be on this list. Um, but we don't have that detail yet, but what they're going to do is normally they would have scheduled um, time for LeBron and Giannis to draft their teams based on who was all all-stars. And then whoever was determined to be the starters would end up being those starters on, on the day of the game. And it would be, you know, whatever it is uh, a week or so later, uh, but they're actually picking the teams the day of the game. And we, I think we both like this little wrinkle, a little change of, uh, of that. What I love think? it. Yeah. I like, 
again, you've talked about silver a lot, being willing to try new things. And this is awesome. I, I mean, I'm praying for some chaos mixed in here and like seeing what's going to happen um, and what wild things they pull out. But it's cool. I think it's, it's really neat. You know, it's, it's a new curve. And I think the players are going to love it too. I think LeBron and Giannis will get into it. Um, so I'm here for it. I think it's going to be awesome. And I think then immediately will create some, I don't know, pettiness is the right word, but like, why the hell you didn't pick me? You didn't pick me, you picked this guy. So I'm going to show like, uh, it brings that kind of like schoolyard picking teams. I like it. I think it's fun. Yeah, it feels like pickup. Like you, you two are the captains, and let's pick our teams and roll the ball out there, and let's go. And that's what it's going to have that feel of. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It was not the Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert will definitely not be an All Star, I would assume, um, depending on how far down they have to go because of injuries. But he's not been having an All Star type year, so he was usually the uh, the funny one to be put as the last uh, <laughs> last person picked. Um, and Donovan Mitchell, I think also being from Utah was the other joke is, but he's not in Utah anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be fun to think who will be the last guy. Cause I actually think the team's the league's so deep now and there's going to be a lot of people that everyone likes on this, on these all-star teams. So it's going to be hard to see who's, who's going to be the one uh, unless they keep the tr tradition going, then it'll be Laurie Markkinen for, from the Utah Jazz, which would be the last pick just because he's from Utah. Um, so if they keep that tradition going, <laughs> maybe that will be where it ends up, uh, assuming he plays um, in the game and is selected. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, and then we saw the beginnings of the trade deadline. Uh, the Lakers made a move to, to trade for Rui Hachimura. Uh, they trade Kendrick Nunn and, and some second-round draft picks. Um, outside of that, there hasn't been much movement, a lot of speculation. Fred Fred Van Vliet's been on uh, the trading block, thrown out there a lot. Um, you know, there's still the the normal players that we've mentioned before, Bradley Beals, Russell Westbrooks. Um, you know, uh, Jay Crowder has been thrown out there a lot. Um, you know, Tyler Hero, all these guys. Um, do you expect there to be some wild trades uh, upcoming and we haven't seen much and it's up, it's approaching, but do you see anything big happening? Uh, nothing too wild. I don't think. Um, I think some of the, I think the larger teams have the major pieces they need. Maybe some smaller pieces will slide into different places. Um, uh, but I don't, I don't see anything like wild and crazy about to happen. Um If you had to, do you think Russell Westbrook is traded? I don't know. I don't think he gets traded. I don't think anybody wants him. Hmm. I don't think the interest will be there. And I think the Lakers will expect X for him. And I don't think teams will be willing to meet the, reach that price tag. I'm going to say. I think he does. Where do you think he goes? A shitty team like Charlotte, Washington. Now, why, why, why does Charlotte or Washington make that trade? All the picks. They'll take him and all the picks, and they're already trying to tank. So, what do they care? And if they yeah. don't have to give up like key assets either, like dump a salary that's a lot, like a some some person that's sitting on their books. 
um, and just await him. Outside of getting rid of Russell Westbrook, how does that benefit the Lakers, giving away picks and Westbrook for? It doesn't. It's just what LeBron will want, and he wants to have the best chance to win. Like They'll get more people, so they'll be deeper. I don't think the Lakers can do anything that no. can that can put. I think the league is too deep now, and the other teams are are better than them. And I think the other the only hope is that they have him, uh, LeBron, and AD both stay healthy. And AD has already not been healthy this year, and LeBron's still old, um, and still could get hurt at any moment. Type of. Um, just because of his age and we've seen him miss a lot of time with injuries that he wouldn't have missed a lot of time with in, in past years. So um, yeah, I think the league has, has surpassed them. I think the Celtics nuggets, Grizzlies warriors, if they can get their shit together um, the Pelicans have shown to be a really competent group. Same with the bucks. If Chris Middleton can get he- healthy and back to his normal uh, playing, like I think the nets when Durant's healthy, I think all those teams are way better than than the Lakers, even with I don't they would need a another star and I don't think they're getting a star for for him. So exactly. So they'll do something though. I think the Lakers will be involved in something that will um are they already involved in the something they're gonna be involved in, or do you think something more? I think it's gonna be the Russell I think Russell Westbrook's gonna get traded. I think that's gonna be the biggest move. I don't know what if well, it's not going to be for another superstar, though, so I don't know what it will yield. Um, but I think we're also going to see one of these teams uh, add a piece, which wouldn't be considered a blockbuster, but it's going to win them a championship. It's going to be whether the Suns trade for like a Fred Van Vliet to get more point guard depth and or Kyle Lowry or, or something. I, that probably wouldn't be the right move, but um, some version of that or like do the nuggets add a little bit more depth or like there's a lot of people uh, talking about Alex Caruso from the bulls. Um, so could that happen um, for the warriors or the nuggets or, or any of these teams um, that are in contention that could really uh, be a game changer for, for one of these teams. But I think we're going to see a team make a trade. That's not considered blockbuster, but a really big, it's a name that we know. Um, and it's going to swing the title, which could be unfortunate. It's going to give them a ch- like. It's going to put that team because I I still think I don't think the Celtics are going to make any moves, and I think they're the favorite still. So I I'm not going to count them into it. But someone from the West or the East is going to give themselves a chance to get to the conference finals or win the make the NBA finals and and potentially win it and. It's going to be a team that makes a acquire someone at the, at the trade deadline. That's my prediction. Nothing more f- final than that, but something like that's going to happen. That's we'll what see. I got. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's hope for some really good football this week. Um, I think we'll get it. Yeah, I think we got the like we said the four best teams. I know the Bengals were technically the third seed. I think. There's an argument to be had that they should have been the two seed had they been able to play the Bills in the regular season. That might have actually been the result. So we might have actually the the four best teams in in the league right here. Um, so it's the right matchups. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, it's gonna be really interesting to see how it plays out. But 
going to be good no matter what. And I think it's going to lead to a great Super Bowl as well. Uh, so hopefully everyone comes out of these games healthy. That's the hopefully they're fun. Hopefully they're exciting. And I hope everyone stays healthy uh, to lead to a really good Super Bowl matchup. But we'll talk to everyone soon. Thanks.